<laughs> what's happening, weirdos? Hey, what's happening? Hey, hey, what's happening, weirdos? This is a coffee date. We did it at 9.30 in the morning, and I loved it. I loved it, too. We usually have a, a, an off-mic coffee date, and this time we just... Did, did it, it on. We did it in front of some microphones. What you do off, you should do on. Uh, let's just get to it as quickly as possible. Come see me on the road, PeteHolmes.com. If you want to come see me do stand up, just, just go look and see. I'm not going to list the dates. And here are the ads. It's Chris. It's, it's the holiday Christ time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> if you want, why not get a Pete's pick for yourself or someone you love? Here are the ads. They support the show. Try them out. <laughs> Valerie. Why not try a Pete's Pick like our friends at Ritual? When I travel, speaking of being on the road, there's only two vitamins, uh, two bottles of pills. I take a lot of different things, some for sleep, some for this, but the only ones that I absolutely always, always, always take with me are my Ritual multivitamin and my Ritual Symbiotic Plus. Symbiotic Plus is my pre uh, pro and postbiotic. What does that mean? It means it's all of my gut health in one easy to take delayed release pill, which means it delays release, which waits until it's in your lower intestine, which is where it needs to be to actually be effective. Uh, probiotic, which means gut health. Your gut is basically like a second brain and keeping it healthy is super, super important for virtually every area of your life. Not to mention my ritual multivitamin. As a mostly vegan person, I'm deficient in a lot of vitamins that used to be in our soil, that used to be in our food, and now taking my ritual multivitamin, when I go to the doctor, I get no notes. No notes, and I can take it on an empty stomach, which is huge because if you, I don't know if you've ever taken something like zinc on an empty stomach, it will make you vomit. But Ritual has a delayed release and a minty taste, so it gets into your system and breaks down in the lower parts, into the lower intestine, where you can actually absorb this stuff. But putting a highlight on Symbiotic Plus, the Pro Pre Postbiotic contains two of the world's most studied strains. Uh, with over 350 publications of human clinical trials. It is a three-in-one clinically studied, as I mentioned, prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. It doesn't need to be refrigerated, which is huge. As I mentioned, I take it with me when I travel. It's a single nested minty capsule, which means it leaves a nice minty aftertaste in your mouth, and it is designed to thrive as I mentioned, delayed release, so it will break down in your colon, not the stomach, which is the ideal place for your probiotics to survive and grow. So show your body some love, show your gut some support, and show your support of this podcast. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. There's no more shame in your gut game. To try making something new easier, Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off their first three months when you shop online at ritual.com weird or if you prefer to shop in person ritual is now available at whole foods market but why not use the promo code and show that these ads are working that's how we keep the lights on go to ritual.com weird do your body a favor and show your support of this show speaking of products that i love and have changed my life living libations you guys have heard us talk about living libations for many years our whole household is a living libations family what does that mean? It's skin care, it's hair care, it's, it's oral care. 
everything that you put on or in your body for beauty reasons, for health reasons, to look good, to feel good. Living Libations has got you covered. Years ago, I realized I was being very careful about what I ate and what I put inside, but I wasn't being very careful about what I put on my body when it comes to things like moisturizers or shaving creams or even dental care. A lot of these things are filled with chemicals and are linked to toxicity levels and disease, stuff that is just never intended for human beings. So I was like, there's got to be another way to do this. There's got to be skincare, for example, where I can read the ingredients and actually pronounce and even recognize them because I want my food to be stuff that I recognize and I want my skincare to be the same. Enter Living Libations. I now use their zinc-based sunscreen. It's called Love the Sun. Uh, we use that for Leela every morning when we're getting her ready for, for uh, preschool. Obviously, you want to put good things on your kid's skin. Their Love the Sun is the only one that I found that is actually natural, meaning there's a lot of them that you see online that say they're natural, but they're absolutely not. They're still filled with chemicals. They're just a little bit clever about it. But the Living Libation Sun uh, sun Protection is actually zinc-based and real and natural. I use their Ginger Exfoliating Scrub, which I always say is not only natural and uh, has ingredients I recognize, but it's the most badass exfoliant I've ever used in my life. I use their Zen Shave. Both Val and I use their Best Skin Ever Moisturizer before bed. Smells great, feels great going on, and keeps your skin looking vibrant and alive because it's made with ingredients that are vibrant and alive. But this is a great company to support the show because I promise if you want to buy something little or you want to do a complete house overhaul like we did, it, they have lots of stuff ranging from, you could get a tongue scraper at Living Libations or you could completely rehaul your entire beauty cabinet. Living Libations has a premium natural and wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmares that too many of us are used to. So go to livinglibations.com and use promo code gratitude weird one word capital g capital d uh, capital w excuse me gratitude weird capital g capital w and that will get you your discount that is 15% off which is pretty great and show your support of this podcast uh, just go to livinglibations.com and use that promo code gratitude weird all right everybody hope to see you on the road here is we made it weird do you know the number 115? Oh, 116. 116? Get into it. I hear those sleigh bells ring a ding Come on, it's lovely weather. It's a didgeridoo. Finally, the sounds of. Can you say Aboriginal? Aboriginal. Thank you. Like I just want to hear, just want to hear another person say it. Can you say Aboriginal? <laughs> yes, of course. That Aboriginal. Is what they are. Yeah, Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it has the word original in it, and abs. A lot of them have abs. If I'm being honest, it's <laughs> the hunting, the gathering they, lifestyle. They were the original people who had abs. That's why the Aboriginals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's here's well, here's happy holidays. Happy holidays. holidays. I have happy a, holidays. I'm not done. <laughs> and the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. Real quick. Real quick. Real, real, real quick. <laughs> yes. Real quick. And then we'll continue. Um, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Oh my God. Real okay. Um, true insanity. 
that is a Christmas song. Right. Happy holidays. Yeah. What I'm saying is as soon as sleigh bells, cling, cling, you can be saying happy holidays, but nobody at, I know it's hack to say Kwanzaa or Han, Han, Hanukkah solo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hack to say Hanukkah solo. <laughs> Jubaka. Oh my Jubaka god. Jubaka celebrates Hanukkah solo. <laughs> okay, we're having fun. Um, what I'm saying is those are other this time of the year holidays. Yes. Noting that we are two Anglo, I don't know what Anglo-Saxon <laughs> means. I But waspy. I think it's safe to say we are that. If it means white, then yes. Well, waspy adds white. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. So we are wasps. Yes. Get your wasp repellent, guys, <laughs> which is world music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh what's wasp repellent. I don't know. I think that's a really good that's guess. It's a good guess right off it's the spicy dome. Spicy foods. <laughs> Get your wasp repellent. Very spicy foods. <laughs> I'm not talking Taco Bell fire sauce because that was just like vinegar delight. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying, finish the riff. Finish the riff. <laughs> Someone yelled. Finish the riff. <laughs> finish the riff is nobody at a Hanukkah party is throwing on the happy holidays song. Right. Even though it's technically, that's what I'm saying. Isn't this a missed as pigs call it slopportunity. (laughs) Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And also a breakfast song. Can (laughs) I say one, I've never had hollandaise sauce. What? I've never had eggs Benedict. What? I know you don't like eggs that way. Eggs. <sighs> Loved it. I know. I say eggs and legs, okay? It's cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's a real Pam and Jim mom. <laughs> it cuts to me in the confessional. Pam says eggs, and I think it's egg-cylent. And the <laughs> show's canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boo. Like if it goes off of that joke. And it just says too much. <laughs> and then goes, Ooh, too, much. Yeah. too much. Too much. Too much. The AI that is watching our TV for us. Um, but eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Don't you change. I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to every day. Eggs. Eggs is, Benedict. Is one of my favorite breakfast foods of all time. And you can get it with scrambled eggs. And you then can. you get to have the joy of Hollandaise, which is one of the best flavors in the world. <laughs> what is the flavor? I think I know. It's it's hard to... A savory... Des- yeah, but it's hard to describe because you probably think it's like a bland cream sauce and it's not bland at all. Vinegary... It's a little bit... Maybe has that... It's like... I don't... I, this is Chocolate-y. the word that I use to describe any flavor that I don't know how to describe. It's a little umami. <laughs> That's very, very funny. I bet it U- is. Uma- yeah. I don't know. Umami. Yeah. Is that mushrooms? Mushrooms mushrooms can be umami. I could see hollandaise being umami. I don't know. We don't care. Meaning. No, I'm just saying (laughs) risk it for a biscuit. Oh, yeah. And that's also hollandaise is so good on biscuits. (laughs) So you should risk it for a biscuit. Well, in Kitchen Confidential by the late Anthony Bourdain. Mm hmm. He says one of the foods he'll never eat is hollandaise sauce. Why? Because he's like, it's so delicate that if you leave it under a heat lamp for like, I don't know, I'm not going to make up the number, but a reasonable amount of time that it might be under a heat lamp, there's a chance it'll go bad. It'll curdle. And it'll make you sick. Oh. So he, but he also says mussels, like mussels, like his yeah. list of foods he'll never eat. 
I don't buy it. I think he just means like these are risky foods. Don't eat it in like a place where there's not a good amount of not too much traffic, but not so much that it's, you know. Yeah, he probably means like he won't ideally. eat it at, re- at regular Red Lobster. You can say Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah, Red Lobster. Although Red Lobster, high traffic. Maybe yeah. that's the safest place Maybe. to have Hollandaise. But he also says he, he'll never eat a muscle because one bad muscle. And you're like, I think, sorry, guys, but you're like exorcist barfing. It's yeah, like people serious. say a bad oyster and a bad... I don't like bad oyster. I just realized... What? You know how some people don't like moist and don't like panties, these certain trigger words? Forgive me to everybody, but I wanted to bring you into the boat that I'm in because bad oyster. Not just oyster, it's bad oyster. Yeah, because I like oysters. <laughs> okay. But first of all, oyster kind of is like moist. Oh, yeah. Uh, se- A moist oyster. Second of all, I feel like the. Uh, I guess oyster is just moister. Moister, yeah. It's moister than a land sea fish. <laughs> it's moister than a lobster. Oh my god. Um, we wanted to do. You know how they had gogurt? Yeah. We wanted. We wrote a sketch, me, Oren, and Matt, called Goisters, and it's a tube like gogurt. <laughs> oh my god! Oysters. I know. I can't disgusting. believe you like that, but you don't even like the phrase "bad uh, oyster." I'd like to, well, that's J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Oyster. It's a bad <laughs> robot riff. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's a I, bad, bad robot. I. Riff. I actually. Let's put it this way. Oysters and all that sort of stuff are so nasty. Yeah. That I don't want to poke the bear. Because being an, a New England boy, mm-hmm. I still would like to occasionally... Like I just saw my old prof, Mark Stevick, and our friend Jamie, and we yeah. went out and we had oysters. And I'd like to continue to do that. You know that... But there's a real... I wouldn't even say it's a don't think about it, but they have to be really fucking cold. Yeah, they do. And you have to have that vinegar sauce. I'm only in oh, it mignette? for, for mignette sauce. Is like, that what it's called? I think so. Mignette, maybe? Min- no, Aboriginal? Mignette. I mean, yet. Also, but, yeah, restaurants that are just giving it with cocktail sauce, why don't you just show me to where the pinball machine is and give me a Coors Light? That is some, that's not, it's not the same level. Yeah. Nothing wrong with pinball and Coors Light, but I'm just saying, once oysters hit the scene, white glove it, champagne, there chill it, to be a chill, and mignette sauce says, we know what an oyster is supposed to be. Do you know that I grew up in Humboldt? Did you know that? <laughs> what if I didn't? I'd be like, are you okay? By the way, can I just announce... Just put the tiniest pin in this. Mm-hmm. I just want to announce that one, I'm very, this is the other thing I was going to say. You grew up in Humboldt. Don't lose it. I mean, now it's like, it's not worth it. Like okay, if we're not on an oyster train right we're now. We're going to stay on the oyster train. <laughs> okay. I just want to say, I've been very stressed this week and I'm very happy to be talking with you. Yes. And you're wearing your tomato red sweater and you're just <laughs> glowing like Christmas itself. <laughs> Christmas herself. And two, I just want to announce that this is, I saved my first sip of coffee for the mm. podcast. So I have my wee espresso cup and I'm going to sip it and tell me the rest of the oyster thing. Okay. But I just want to be like, as a, as a, like, I'm taking it serious. Best Pete is for a sip of coffee, Pete. Mm. So I'm saying, here Should he is. we have a moment of silence? Yes. Mm, you got the slurp and the swallow. Was it gross? No, it was nice. But slurp and swallow would be a great name for an oyster bar. The slurp and swallow. <laughs> it's confusing. Every third person walking in clearly thought it was like a, a brothel. A sex thing. Oh. oh. And, yeah, I'll stay for an oyster. <laughs> That's most of our business. Best thing. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, You're from Humboldt County. And we, you know, weed. (laughs) We and weed. Uh, We had the Oyster Fest every year because it's it's on a bay and there's just it's like oysters aplenty. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought we went out to sea to get oysters. Um, well, maybe we do, but it's also on the sea. Oh, don't think that w- that was me subtly and passive aggressively no, correcting you. I, I really don't know where we get oysters. Uh, uh, yeah. I same don't... with clams. <laughs> same with mussels. I've seen people shucking for something. But I, <laughs> but, uh, so we had Oyster Fest every year and I loved it in my early twenties because it was just the time that like the whole town came together in the town center and there Held were hands like around the Christmas tree. Each one of the and each of the restaurants would like make their own oysters. So it would be like the sushi place would do one with like soy Shooters. sauce and tobacco. Yeah. yeah. And then like the French place would have their own whatever version. Uh and I didn't like oysters because I don't like big oysters, which is, it was always really big oysters. And I don't like cooked oysters. Oh, yeah. I've and never they were had like fried oyster. or cooked. And I no. never really liked it. No. But I loved going to Oyster Fest because the whole town got together and just got shammered. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of the disgusting cuisines are tr- cultures that are like, if you get fucked up enough, you'll, you'll eat this eat oyster. This. But it's not, oyster, that doesn't apply to oysters because... Especially if you're doing a, a slurp and swallow, your gag reflex is heightened because you've been taking five shots of buttery nipples, which literally was a shot that we used to do. That's like cream based. This is terrible. disgusting. I just it's, turned this podcast off. No, it's just, it's just challenging. It is gross. Let's move on from oysters. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that in the like but, to shame you, but I'm like. I'm worried about the people listening. But I was going to say that I, so I never liked oysters during that time of my life. But sip number two. When we started dating, you were like whining and dining me a little bit. And, and I was like, 69. A poor- <laughs> okay, no, all right. I don't uh, think we did that in their early days. I don't think we do it now. It's not really on the menu. <laughs> okay, keep going, yeah. keep going. <laughs> Back on oysters. Um, I did. Brett Goldstein did at Largo last time. And he's like, I don't like 69ing it a bit, a bit about it. And I was like, why do I like it if I were? And I do. I, I, I mean, we don't do it. <laughs> this is so funny. This is ridiculous. I also, feel, we sometimes Yes. Have. I just want to say I feel comfortable ordering it. Uh-huh. But I don't. I'm actually really surprised. I did think that you didn't like it for the same reason, because I don't really like it for the same reason that Brett said. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you why I like it. Why? It's a privacy booth. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a BJ. Yeah. And no one's looking. (laughs) And you're just kind of like alone. So that's what you what bothers you about. BJ's is that you feel like it's a performance? No, but if there is, and there always is with me and sex, just a little bit of an awareness of like, this is the big show. We've been saying big show a lot lately. (laughs) We're doing it. I don't feel this way with you. Completely true. But like, if you wanted a moment alone, have a 69. (laughs) Okay. If I'm listening to this podcast, I'm losing it. It's the oh, it's the sh- it's like you know when you're in a relationship and you take a shower just for alone time. 
or a 69. Like you're still, you're not talking. You're not looking at each other. But isn't that true <laughs> if it's, if it's happening with just one or the other? You're like kind of focused on your work. You're not like, it's not the like eye contact. I'm not, and what... I, this, this sounds like I hate eye contact and intimacy, but like, I don't know. I, I think you're like, well, she's busy down, down there. She's well, got her own project. Really? I, so I just take it as a moment me. to like, think I'm like, finally, a little privacy. <laughs> See, to me, it's like the last time I could think because I have two things happening. I have to focus on two different things at once. Yeah, I don't, but getting doesn't, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. You <laughs> usually say too dirty, but I'm going to mm-hmm, say this is too mm-hmm. dirty for me. It's, yeah, it's it is 920 like, AM. I know. Who knows when people are listening to this, though? They could be listening to it at 11.30 p.m., which is and you sex could be, hour. To my point, you could be listening to it while 69 because no one knows you have your butt zip. That's, that's a great summation a of really my point. This is really funny. This is very telling. You're like, I need a moment where you don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah, but I maybe I am being defensive when we're doing it. I like being seen and seeing i'm saying this is maybe more of a a, a single thing i don't know mm, yeah I don't, or an older i'm thinking of older relationships where you didn't have boundaries so you're like <laughs> let's get a 69 because i need a breather <laughs> well it's probably it um well and there is no shame in liking it for whatever reason you like it for yeah but yeah i don't Humble hasn't been my thing. Oh, humble. Oh, whining and dining and 69ing. Okay. So, oh, yeah. I would take you out to oysters a lot. Yeah. And then I, that's the first time I had a mignette. And I was like, well, this is just vinegar, which is what I always want to be eating. Yeah. You've so ended really... friendships over people that don't. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but I have judged heavily you... people who don't like vinegar. Your boy, as we've been discussing, one of the things I like about my current spiritual practice, which is A Course in Miracles, what I like about it is it's very confrontational, not in a bad way, in a gentle way, Mm -hmm. but it's like, let's talk about all the judging you're doing. Mm. And I'm like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like literally today, the practice is to sit, close your eyes and, and willingly invoke all of your hateful thoughts, your anxious thoughts, worry, dread, depression, like you, you call them up to say to them, kind of like loving kindness, which is your half which is my bag (laughs) that's more your bag um but i love loving kindness as well although i've never been drawn to do it for some reason i gotta work on that that's that's the 69 privacy booth (laughs) i was doing it in the car while you were doing your meditation i know it was very cute tray cute Mm -hmm. but you say to those thoughts you say different things but today you say i could see peace instead of this which i just think is really beautiful Mm. and what i what i find i'm not trying to shift us into the serious section of the pod but what I like about that is I'm like, finally, we're addressing it, that mm-hmm. that I have all of these knee jerk responses to certain things that I see mm-hmm. and they're pure insanity. So what I like about Eckhart Tolle, too, he's like 99 percent of your thoughts are repetitive and useless. I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, someone's saying it. Yeah, like, I have no shortage of people going around pretending like their brains are totally safe neighborhoods. And normal and boring. And I'm like, while we've been talking, I'll give a fake example because it's just too vulnerable. I've thought about cutting you in half with a sword. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 you know, usually I am defensive. It'll be something more playful. But like if I'm annoyed by somebody, I'll imagine kicking them off a cliff, like just kind of mm-hmm. like like a wily 
it's not, it's not like a yeah, violent it's like a image, but it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like boink. But yeah. it, you know, it's it's not kindness. <clears throat> and I'm right. and I'm not trying to become a doormat. I know that's that's my own flare up. I'm like, am I going to get stuck in every mm. awkward conversation? Like I'll have no way out. Which, by the way, was my question for Stephen Mitchell, who's Byron Katie's husband. Yeah. I was like, Katie is so giving. Mm-hmm. What happens when like people come up to her and just like want that hit, want that eye contact, that connection that, and you guys are on your way to dinner Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget. He goes, she's not a child. She knows how to go. Like I have to go. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, really? Yeah. But 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 my difference is I'm like, I got to go and it's not in a kind way. I'm like, you get the fuck away from me, you leech. (laughs) That is really interesting. And I think that's my dark thought. That's not my conscious. Sure. And I think that that is really telling the flare up of like a doormat because this is your protector. Your protector is, is imagining kicking off the cliff for your, in internal family systems, they call it your exile. It's like the soft, part of you that got wounded and then yeah. put into exile and a protector got put in place. Very Course in Miracles, by the way. Oh. They're like, you got wounded as a child, so you built defenses. Yeah. And now there's an unlearning, mm-hmm. which is to realize that to be defensive validates the reality that you are under attack. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I spent some time thinking about this last night, that there are situations where you are maybe physically unsafe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't practice this while you're behind enemy lines, mm-hmm. you know, uh, metaphorically or literally. But like, I do go around projecting onto things a feeling of I'm defensive and therefore it's attacking. They define yeah. each other. Right. And, you, and that's yeah. a state of mind. Yes. And when you right. see Eckhart Tolle or you see Byron Katie, mm-hmm. and we've been privileged to see them, it's like you don't see that. The, the, what they did is they, they we talk about this all the time, but they went in and they cleaned off the lens of the projector yeah. instead of wiping the screen, which doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They, they're not trying to fix form they're trying to fix content they're not trying to fix uh the result they're trying to fix the source right and that's and so of course in miracles sorry i know i interrupted you're talking about internal family systems but it's like they're talking about the true strength is the defenseless and and we kind mm-hmm. of have language for this jesus being a lamb and gentle as a, i know he was crucified it's not mm-hmm. like the ego hates this the ego mm-hmm. hates everything i'm saying right now mm-hmm. but the true safe person yes is the person that goes i <clears throat> i have nothing to defend against because they know who they are they yeah. know who they really are right and that's childlike like that is what children are like that's what leela yes. is like yes. right now yes and so and that, so that's the exile that like pure one who is defenseless, but, um, you have in internal family systems, you have to get, you can only remerge with that, that exile, like take them out of exile th- by going through the protector first. Mm. So if you try to just go straight to the exile, the protector will flare up even more. Can I say Trey, Course in Miracles? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> I keep saying Trey with no irony. I started saying it ironically. <laughs> yeah. Like, isn't it funny if I'm like, that's Trey. Oh, hi. Yeah. Now I just say it. I love it. Okay, I think good. it's great. All right. Um, but yes. But yeah, so so you have it's to start by... It's not a denial. By, it's through. It's through. You talk to the protector. You like... 
you level with the protector. You let the protector know that, like, thank thank it for its service. You know, Jack Cornfield has that story that I'm sure I've told on the podcast before. I, I it's I've heard Jack Cornfield tell it. I've also heard other people tell it, so it's not really his story. But um, when like they found like ten years after World War II ended, there were soldiers I might not get the details exactly right but there were soldiers on this like remote island that were never told that the war was over oh my god so they were they were continuing to like put on their uniforms and guard their post for 10 years after the war was over fix it with just, a phone call just waiting but that's right yeah, no phones no no if oh. you fix it with the phone call so once they realized oh shit these people have been are still doing this and maybe it was only one guy i can't remember um if it's one guy that's a movie starring it, tom hanks either way it's a, movie it's a movie yeah because it's so darling the like they they realize like you can't just call this person up and be like hey your um your life for the last ten years has been a waste sorry right <laughs> like we'll send a plane the more compassionate thing to do would to be have the highest ranking official well, say we've been running a training ex- exercise we've been monitoring you this is all a lie <laughs> and you have passed and award yeah. them some sort of medal well what that's <laughs> kind of ruining the punchline because really? I mean they didn't do the lie but they. They put like they had the high ranking official put on his uniform and go to the man and thank him for his service. And and I don't know if they told him in that moment, but I th- I think the story is like they, they put on the uniform and they acted like that was the end of the war and like thanked him for his service. Don't Google it. And this is, <laughs> I, I might be getting the details wrong, but the point is, this is what we do for our protectors. We like honor their service. This is what you do for your thinking mind. Yes, this You is... very gently go to it and go, you did protect me. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if it didn't serve a purpose at some point. That's right. So thank you for your service. And also you're released. The war is over. We can, we can leave our post Mm. and come and get back to that tender purity that you were trying to protect because now we have more knowledge. Mm. And the other thing I was going to say is, you know, the, the anger, I find this in myself constantly we're this is one of the key ways that we're really similar when like somebody when too many people are texting us or a friend is asking too much of us we have this secret like real anger about it because the the story is don't you know what a toll this is taking on me? How can you ask this of me? It's Mine is actually more insane. Don't you know that I have five things to do right now? Right. Which is insane. I, right. And I don't mean insane putting it down. I just mean like that's where Byron Katie's work comes in. They should know that I'm busy. Is that true? That's right. And you're like, no, no. I'm often not busy. Right. I'm often happy for a text. Exactly. I got a text from a guy yesterday. It was like, you, coffee tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you don't, I'm under five deadlines right now, which I do happen to be. And I was like, you should fucking know that. And it's like, yeah. that's the craziness. By the way, that's I don't mean to be disrespectful with this language. I just mean, that's the illogicality yeah. of the ego. Right. That's like, you're hurting me and you're hurting me deliberately. You should know that better. And you should yeah. know better. So that is the anger actually comes from like the anger of that protector voice 
comes from an inability on our part to set good boundaries. So we're like taking it out on them. Okay, this is incredibly coarse and (laughs) I believe it. This is why I'm saying it because I know you're looking through everything with that lens. But that's that is what I come back to again and again when I remember is I'm like, oh, if I actually had better boundaries, BBs, I would trust my own boundaries. So I wouldn't have such a flare up of, ah, oh, you're going to take advantage of me, you know, because I would trust like, no, I, I actually won't let you take advantage of me. Yes. So this is not a problem. I can just say I'm a little overwhelmed with plan. This is what it's- I've tried to do. I've done it once. But I, I said to a friend, like, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with all the planning right now. Mm. So I like I need to come back to that. The more that I do that, the less I'm going to when somebody says, hey, can this happen on the 5th? Go like, I don't know. Like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, my God, Val. So it is. So it there. The, another way to look at it is because parts work does really help in. That's what internal family systems is. But also that's what looking at adult self and child self is, is your adult self is your protector and your child self is like. Uh, the one that like gets overwhelmed. And if the adult self has good boundaries, the child self learns to trust that and mm. stops flaring up at every little thing. And what A Course in Miracles is doing and other spiritual practices that are similar are trying to say like, um, you're good. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're good. You're good. In fact, I get emotional when I read it. It goes like, I read a line last night, which was like, you don't have to, earn your way back into heaven because you never left again that's that's the non that's non-duality taken to its logical uh Mm. conclusion meaning if there is a oneness with god then we are currently one with god because it's all one yeah i I get very worked up about this so it's like so if we're having an experience of duality that's why i like the dream thing it can be a gentle dream it can be a good dream it can be a dance or a play i'm not i'm not gonna do the the harsh like it's insanity and you need to like let's leave that be for now yeah but one of the things, and I wasn't planning on saying this, but there's a friend. So you said something about projecting your guilt onto other people. Yeah, get taking it out on them. Like you're angry with yourself for not having good boundaries and then you take it out on them. Right. That one of the, the things, uh, uh, the forgiveness, uh, A Course in Miracles is, is a very, 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 very heavy on forgiveness. And we've mm-hmm. already talked about that, getting into touch with your judgments and all that sort of stuff. But like the forgiveness thing is very practical. Mm. I want to talk about you last night with Leela and your rage. That That's going to be interesting. Mm. Maybe mm. we'll do that after the mid-rolls. But I'll just say that there's a friend. Um, let's call him Bon Bellaney. <laughs> 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 and I love Bon. And, I'm, I, and I consider myself uh, on good terms with Bon. Whenever we see Bon, <laughs> it's always very nice. <laughs> But Bond's life is very, is very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's changed. It's different. He's incredibly huge, famous, busy, all that stuff. And I get it. But I do find myself, if, I, if we text and he, rep- this often uh, Bond will reply, and then I'll, he'll reply with a question. I just reply a bit. I send him a bit, mm-hmm. being like, remember this bit? Just kind of to be like a ping. Yeah. Hey, buddy, I don't want you to think that I'm like, giving up on this relationship even though we don't see each other yeah i'm saying hey remember this bit just for a laugh he'll reply and this has happened many times ha, ha, ha some uh, some other yes hand to the bit 
And then like, how are you? Hmm. And then I'll reply. Mm -hmm. And I told them about our life and how it's changed. And then how are you? And then like often that's the end of it. Mm. It's like a ghost. And I don't even want to say ghosting because it's not a total ghost, but it's like, yeah, I, I was happy with just like, let's just nibble the corner of a cracker. And by the way, this isn't shots fired. This is no, this is just talking about a situation where you are tempted to go like, hey, and have and maybe have your feelings hurt. And yes. then what the course says, uh, and this, by the way, as you've heard me say many times, Sometimes I find when you summarize or even explain the course, it just doesn't, it's not, it's not where the juice is. The juice isn't in like sitting with it quietly and letting it kind of like mix with you. Mm, I find that to be very transcendent and, and can give me altered states and and a lot of beauty and goodness. So I, I'm aware that this example isn't going to be maybe as cool as it was for me in the retelling, Mm. but I go like, you want him to be guilty you you the course would actually say you dreamt him you dreamt a character named bon Bellini <laughs> who would become more successful than you and not reply to your text so that you could tell god see mm. i'm good i try to stay in touch they abandon me wow. hell belongs there and there's some line in the course where like death is a happy price to pay if you can say by your hand I die brother like as long as you can blame someone else for it it's deep psychology it's real real psychology but like I was like as soon as I said that Mm -hmm. I didn't just forgive the situation Mm. because as Father Greg said forgiveness is sort of a mental exercise mercy is a place Mm. it's like it's like the fountain of youth it's like white water like Mm. still white light infused water Mm. that you just drop the situation in and like an alka-seltzer tablet it just dissolves no efforting on your part you just go like oh right and this is where it gets a little chunky funky I feel guilty that I separated from God. I think I did something naughty in Mm. coming here Mm. and I can't handle that guilt. Mm. So not only do I feel the guilt, I'm going to project it into a dream, which is John, which is (laughs) people are going to (laughs) know what a slip up. Katie, edit that out. (laughs) Edit that out. Edit that out. But is Bon Bellini. Meaning Bon Bellini didn't do anything. In fact, I'm do I'm playing a game with myself and I find great relief in that. Yeah. I'm saying my judgment and my guilt and my shame and my fear are so big mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I need something extreme that goes like, you're dreaming, Bon Bellini. Yeah. You want him. In fact, you could even take the the metaphysics out and just talk psychologically. You're texting him so he won't. You know he won't. Yeah. This has happened That's 10 like times. That's like existential kinky. That's existential kinky. Yeah. But I I get more juice out of the the feeling that not only do I... Existential kink would say... I'm looking at the book over your shoulder. Mm. It's a great book. Existential kink. Check it out. Not only existential kink would say, I like sort of like tonguing a wound on my gums. Mm-hmm. Like I like that sort of mm-hmm. bad like pain, mm-hmm. like pleasurable pain. Mm-hmm. But I like that the course is like, actually, you think God is mad at you. And mm-hmm. one of the ways, and that is facts. Like I've just gotten in touch with, I'm like, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all of me. Yeah. I, it hasn't all been a lie. I yeah. believe God is yes. God is 
everything. It's abundant love, perfect love, all that stuff. But there is a part of me that's still sort of like, but I'm a bad little boy and he can't wait to mm. slash me up. Yeah. And so I go, but that's too much to bear. So I'm going to say, look, God, it's actually Bon Bellany and he doesn't reply to text. Yeah. He's the evil. I'm good. I'm the victim. Mm. That's what Ken Wapnick says. The whole course, the whole point of the ego is I exist. I'm special. I'm different. I'm separate. And it's not my fault. So you start by blaming your parents. And he's Mm. like, that's perfect. Then you blame everybody and everything. Mm. Traffic, delayed flights, Mm. bad food, cold coffee. Mm. Everything is just getting the feeling of guilt off of you and going, see, it's them. It's Mm. them. It's them. It's them. It's them. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. Mm -hmm. But when old Holmesy reads that, I'm like, that feels right to me. Yeah. Wow. Well, it is so funny. Just one little note, because I want to make a bigger, better point, but that we were just talking about that you used that example with dear old Bond, because we were just talking about how texts can overwhelm us. And so it's so easy in that moment for me to see how he, he is doing actually the kind thing where he's like, I want to check in with you. Like I want to, I want you to know that I care about how you're doing. But if you ask me how I'm doing, I, when people say, how are you? I'm like, I don't even know how to begin to text this. Uh, fine. Most of the time I'm going through funk. I don't know. Like how typing my reply, I felt panic, pure bliss, (laughs) Peace yeah. and dread. Yeah. In and just that, writing and pretty it. good. Like, yeah. 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 So it makes perfect sense that that, well, that is happening. As soon as but, you say that, I'm like, we just. Went, that's what I'm saying. We swung from the branch of like, I can't handle people texting me. Do you want to get coffee tomorrow? Yeah. And that, that I'm the victim of them. And then in the next example, you, I'm stealing your point. This you're is your point. You're switching and you're still the, or we're, I'm with you. I'm the like, victim of people when they text me and I'm, I'm the victim, victim of when people, when I text people and they don't reply yeah. to my liking. Yeah. This is, this is the whole thing. This the is madness. Eckhart Tolle. This is Rupert Spira. This is A Course in Miracles. This is a lot of, this is Ramdas. It's like mm-hmm. the first step, and this is what we were saying, it's through. Mm-hmm. It's not going like, cut it out. I just smacked my own hand. Stop it. Yeah. It's not stop it. Yeah. Just catch it. Yeah. And yeah. and they were like, even lose your temper, even get mm-hmm. mad, even be grumpy, even whatever it is. Yeah. Just don't justify it is the word that Ken Wapnick uses, meaning Ramdas would say, don't identify with it. Yeah. Don't don't believe the hype, I guess. Well, I, I also just wanted to say I was thinking this yesterday, just like on my own while I was driving or something. I was like, this is so such a big part of what I love about you is that you are determined to face and um, fix, for lack of a better word, heal. your heal, your your judgments. Like that is like where a lot of your work lies and where it has li- lied. <laughs> um, and... Where does that come from? My desire to fix it. My Where death. does that come from, really? Because your parents, it, it's really easy for me to say. <laughs> we just go to color bars. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, I know we've this talked is, about this a lot. And I know this is sort of the like the ego. That's not your fault. But just like not, that's not even my intention is to let you off the hook. I just the way that I see it is 
it seems so clear to me that it's not who you are at all. But your parents, for their own reasons, were very judgmental and really showed that to you guys as kids. And so like trained you to be that way. Yes. And I can even hear my ego saying to good effect. My father judged his reality so hard. He transcended. That's it. what I mean. He like they had their own reasons. out of his, I'm not saying my dad still identifies with his neighborhood and everything. He's, he's still Jenny from the block. <laughs> you were going to say that. Really? Yeah. But like he did, uh, like, it's like how I, I sort of feel about my college. It's like a lot of the people that went to my college, like work for my college mm-hmm. or like stay in that circle. It's hard to kind of break out of it once you're in that stream. Yeah. And my dad is like a lot of movies and stuff where it's like, you don't live, you don't leave Framingham. And my dad's like, I'm going to leave Framingham, even <laughs> though I don't know anyone that's done this. Yeah. They're not from Framingham, but yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But he did it. With the the harsh sword of of scalding hot judgment, and yeah. then my mother was like, "I'm a Lithuanian immigrant. People are literally throwing cabbages at me, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to judge this so hard that I'm going to that then I'm not the marry one being out judged. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they had their reasons. It's totally understandable. But they definitely it was like you were going to a boot camp for how to become judgmental, and then <laughs> you also used that. To become a comedian, like that ha- plays a big role in stand-up. It's yeah, it's the, just constantly it's the dark having, underbelly. Yeah, having opinions about. I remember that being a sensation, and now I'm a little bit more merged with you in this way. But like when we first started dating, and you were taking me to oysters, <laughs> mm. um, I remember being like, "Whoa, he has a very strong opinion about literally everything." Yes, and there that is so. That was just so not my nature where I'm just like, I don't know, something's I feel totally neutral about. Yeah. But that's that's, so, the, that's so comedian served, training. Yeah. It's like you can't when someone says how are you, you, you launch into fifty this things. Whole thing. Yeah. Do you want Splenda? And you launch into your thing about Splenda. Yeah. You have to. You have to. So you, it served you well too. But there is it must be the only explanation I can think of is your wise knowing, so maybe that's the divine, maybe that's, you know, the Holy Spirit or just well, the, the like... the course would call it the Holy Spirit, but but Rupert would call it your awareness, your pure awareness. Your pure awareness. Your pure being. And in psychology, there is usually like some version of, and in internal family systems too, like there is your wise healer. So it's your pure self that sort of orchestrates the whole healing. Like I need this in order to heal. Yeah. And you have that voice because that's the only place it could come from. You didn't really have any examples of why like judge, like judging not being good. Well, this is also the course. The course says that the Holy Spirit, which is, it's actually not quite just being, the Holy Spirit is the memory of oneness. Mm. So it, it is just another way of saying that pure being in, in you. Yeah. But it says that the Holy Spirit or that oneness uses the ego to disarm it or, or to walk it back or walk mm-hmm. it down the ladder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, where I was going, but like, ah, fuck. Ah, uh, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. Let's do the mid rolls and then we'll come back. And I want to talk about your, uh, everything you're saying is beautiful. So there'll be no gap for us. <laughs> so we'll remember what we're talking about. Okay. Um, And then when we come back, 
I also want to hear about your your rage moment last night. Yes. Which is, I didn't witness it, but yeah. okay. So we'll be back in literally two minutes. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This wonderful episode is brought to us by our friends at Mizzen in Maine. No joke. I said, mm, I guess it's and. Mizzen and Maine. I like to say, mm, Maine. Mizzen in Maine are the clothing company that I am most excited about. It is so hard to find clothes when I am touring that are comfortable enough to wear on the plane, that are wrinkle resistant, all of that stuff that are gonna stay looking good, that are warm enough but not too warm, and also look fantastic on stage. I really can't overstate this. I'm not just saying this, I'm not reading it off the monitor. Mizzen and Maine makes the best dress shirts and some of the best pants that I've ever owned, but specifically their dress shirts fit fantastic. They have amazing cuts and the fabrics and the patterns and the style are second to none. I've completely done an overhaul. I absolutely, absolutely love them. And the best part is I can fly in the shirt because it's comfortable and I can walk right on stage and I feel and look Great. So the old dress shirts, the rigid ones, the bad ones, they're they're all they all went to Goodwill. I used to dread wearing a dress shirt to do a show or to be on camera, but not anymore. And that's that's really the whole thing. It feels great. What's the first thing you do when you go shopping? You feel the material. And honestly, it's the material that was ruining dress shirts for me until I found Mizzen in Maine. You're not gonna believe it. It's not just another dress shirt from another company. They've completely revolutionized and reimagined the material that you use. I don't want to say it's athletic, but it's certainly got something to it that's a little bit more give, a little bit uh, more together. It's almost like the dress shirt of the future, but it looks like the dress shirts of the past. <laughs> it doesn't look like them from the past, but it's as good as the ones from the past, but it blends in a little bit of an a, a huge improvement on the material. Because we've all been there. You put on a dress shirt and it makes you wish you were wearing anything else, and that's why you've got to check out Mizzen and Maine, the inventors of the performance, that's what I mean by futuristic, the performance fabric dress shirt, because there's nothing worse than being uncomfortable and Mizzen and Maine doesn't think you need to be that way. That's why they made the most lightweight, breathable and moisture wicking dress shirt on earth. That's what makes it perfect for me for travel, perfect for being on camera and perfect for being on stage. Because if I'm gonna sweat, I wanna stay comfortable. Their high performance dress shirts are warm in the winter and cool in the summer. Think of your clothing as a secret weapon for any occasion. That's what their clothing is. I'm confident if you give Mizzen and Maine a try, you will never go back to conventional men's clothing again. I certainly know that is true for me. Firsthand, they are actually the best sh dress shirts I've ever owned, and I've felt fabric like this never before in my life. Possibly the best part, they are machine washable. That means no more expensive trips to the dry cleaners. Plus for cold weather, they've got amazing flannels, pants, sweaters, and jackets made from the same Mizzen and Maine material that they've become famous for. So even if you aren't a dress shirt guy, they've got clothing you need to feel to believe. So no joke guys, this is the best fabric, best new shirts that I've encountered. I'm so glad to be working with these guys. And if you give them a try, I promise, you're gonna. You're making a big mistake if you don't wear Mizzen and Maine. I have a bunch of Mizzen and Maine shirts. They've become my go-to dress shirt, and uh, I think you're absolutely gonna love it. Now I'm just talking from the heart. 
I'm talking from the heart. So if you want the best cold weather clothing this holiday season, check out Mizzen and Maine right now. If you go to Mizzen and Maine and use promo code WEIRD, you'll receive 25 bucks off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N, Mizzen, M-I-Z-Z-Z-E-N, and A-N-D, Main, M-A-I-N.com, and use promo code WEIRD. Do your wardrobe a favor and show your support of this podcast. Also, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We've all had those times in our lives when we wish life came with a user manual, but unfortunately, it doesn't, which is why talk therapy is such a huge, huge help in my own life, and I'm so glad that BetterHelp Online Therapy is bringing us the next best thing to a user manual for life. It doesn't come with a manual, so when it's not working for you, it is totally normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, trying to get out of a relationship, looking for a relationship, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. And BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Therapy, talk therapy has been such a huge, huge game changer for me in my life. As I always say on the show and in these spots, it's greater than the sum of its parts. You'd think talking to somebody would just be talking to somebody, but there's a magic that happens when you're talking to a licensed professional that knows just how to nudge you and guide you and get that conversation and those thoughts rolling in the right direction. It can absolutely transform your life. It certainly has transformed mine. I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't had some incredible therapy. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can always easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash weirdo. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash weirdo. All right, we're back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, I just want to make sure there was, I feel like there was another point. Oh, I wanted to say, so yes, you're, you're so good and... Oh, that's very kind. About, yeah, I interrupted a compliment. About... Um, yeah, about just looking at these things and and wanting to heal that in you. And it makes sense that the course really applies, helps you with that. I do feel like for me, and maybe I haven't just, I just haven't looked at this yet, but I know that there's judgments for sure. Like I make judgments about people. Oh yeah, this is what we're talking about. 100%. But not to the extent that that is my main work. Well, yeah, I sharpened it. I took an aspect of everyone's brain and I sharpened it Mm. because it's very funny to call the shots or call out the situation. Yeah. This guy's a close talker. This person's person's too loud. 
That yeah. that's funny. So it became the stick that I hunted my food with. <laughs> I also think that there's just it makes sense. The course, you know, like wisely says, you've told me like this is a path. This isn't the only path. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, you know, like like how, you know, I understand like polyamory and all of that because I'm like there should be as many different relationships as there are people like people are different enough that they need different things yes and there should be as many paths and i think there are like spiritual paths as there are people so your specific like like the plinko like going through your specific wounds this makes sense because it goes straight to the like judgments and all of that whereas i and also guilt and fear of God, which other people might not have. Might not have. And I'm, we're I sort actually of raising even, Leela being like, I don't want you to. Well, I, that's I what I, I was going to say. Like, I would love to. And I'm sure that it exists. And actually, we know somebody. Oops, sorry. Um, Cynthia Morgan, our wonderful hypnotherapist, is very into the A Course in Miracles. And I know she wasn't raised religious. No. But I do think I would imagine it it draws a lot of people who were because that idea of and I know that it's not the course it, the course doesn't say that God is spiteful, but that you believe that God is spi- spiteful and people who were raised religious probably are like, "Yes, I do." And it might Secretly come from do. there. Yeah. Yeah, because remember I was home in Boston and I, we didn't even talk about this. Do you know we didn't talk about this? So I did my show at the Wilbur and I told my parents not to come and my dad came. I think I thought we did, did we talk, talk about, about it? it. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I actually I don't, don't want to wallow in that victimhood because it really makes me feel I honestly don't remember if we did or not. I have a vague memory. I remember memory we didn't talk did. about it right away. But yeah. It's, it's a short story. I yeah. told him not to come. Mm-hmm. And it felt really hard to do my stand-up. It, it was... He did come. He came. Yeah. I was actually about to go on stage and one of the you know backstage people had their hand, like a Secret Service agent, their hand in their ear and they went, your dad's here? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that he came. Um, he came and he didn't have a ticket. Which causes a kerfuffle, which means I'm going to be told. And they're like, do you want your dad to come in? And I'm like, I I immediately, because I had no time. I was about to go on stage, tried to turn it into like, that's sweet. And there is something that's sweet about it. Yeah. I do sort of wish he hadn't told me. And I also sort of wish he hadn't come because I told him not to come. He he was (laughs) violating your boundary. (laughs) But then once he did come, I leaned into like, there's a sweetness there. and Yeah. But also... No, I, I don't. I talk, even now, child Pete doesn't feel safe being like, I didn't want him to come. Yeah, you know I know. I mean? Well, when I talked to, to you, I was like, this is a really interesting because when I talked to you right after and you were like, it's not a big deal. It, it's kind of sweet. And I was like, mm, yeah, that was I, denial. I, I'm really upset. And I think you might be, too. <laughs> no, I was very upset. And, yeah. and the voice of that upset was like, there's not room in this theater for me to do what I'm doing and my feelings about you. Yeah. It, it doesn't even, and the feeling that I had was I really, I, and I know this is an exaggeration, but when you're dealing with feelings about parents, meaning what it was in the moment, wasn't mm-hmm. this, I'm just mm-hmm. saying my interpretation, my lens was I felt like a gazelle and there was one lion in the crowd. Yeah. And I was just supposed to relax. Yeah, totally. And then I have bits about how, about making fun of my dad. Mm-hmm. And nothing harsh, but there's one line where I say, I'm terrified of my dad. I, mm. I jokingly say, I go, give me the fucking phone. I go, I didn't say that. I'm terrified of my dad. Mm. Just like a little throwaway. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next day we were having breakfast, my mom and my dad and I, kind of. We were really just sitting around drinking coffee. And my dad said, are you really afraid of me, Peter? And I was, but he didn't even say it like that. It, mm-hmm. it was almost like I could tell that he sort of liked that I was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, because again, no room for truth. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, yeah, I have like an irrational fear of you. Yeah. In fact, when I do my mind searching exercises, always images, you'd think it would be my mom, always of my dad, like these weird recurring feelings. It defines me. Mm-hmm. This like weird, I'm the son to this giant kind of thing. Yeah. So I go, no, even though the answer is yes. And then he go, and then he's quiet. And this is one of those moments where it's like so transparent what he's thinking. Yeah. And it's almost like, in, not in- embarrassing, <laughs> but, but yeah. it's a little embarrassing. He's vulnerable. quiet. I go, no. And he goes, are you afraid of God? And I'm like, oh, you're just drawing a conclusion. To me, I could be wrong. You can tell that I am afraid of you. Yeah. And you're like, in the way you're afraid of God. Yeah. He said, like, I, believe, God. <laughs> I believe he said before he said that he was like fear, like something about like fear and respect, respect are, yeah. are linked like God. Like God. But when, yeah. it, when he said that, I was like, no, yeah, I'm not afraid of God. Yeah. But the real truth is, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I am. Yeah. And you were saying not all of me that's not it's not binary yeah i hit the big no uh, hit the big yes yeah but like nothing is gained from not being completely honest Mm. i don't think and going like yes there's residual or there's just something made me Mm -hmm. i'm at its mercy Mm -hmm. it can do whatever it wants and what am i going to do about it it's the lion in the audience yeah watching my life yeah that's still in there and again, there is a parallel to to my father and my mother. Yeah, it's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would just. All of that is to say, talk about the course not being for everybody. One of the things that I again, it doesn't. I never like it when it's summarized as much as I like it when I'm just participating with it. But it would say that again. I have no problem buying this. If it's all one, that that means it's all one right now. It's not like it becomes all one later. Mm-hmm. It means it is all one and it always was all one. God yeah. is one. The whole thing is one. I then that. I go, then what are we doing here? And I don't mean that it's a mistake. It just goes like, we're having a two experience. Yes. So what's going on here? The course, again, don't like the summary, but it would say the ego told us to kind of control us and keep us here. You killed God. You, mm. you murdered him. Hmm. And uh, don't worry, I got you. Hmm. I'll make you God. I'll make you special. Hmm. I'll make you unique. Hmm. And we can hide here. Hmm. We have a world of our own making. Hmm. And the whole thing is our guilt projected, but it doesn't tell us that. But like we get to play Hmm. here. But uh, Ken Wapnick, who, you know, I listened to his lectures. He's like, but have you ever noticed in horror movies when they kill the bad guy, they're never dead? Mm. He's like, that's what's going on here. It's like the trick is, but we didn't kill God. We actually, and we know that we're mm. lying to ourselves. We mm. go, we killed God and we're guilty, but really, we know He's not, and He's mad. Mm. So an angry father is pursuing a guilty son, mm. and and we're waiting for like like in Scream, where like the killer always pops back up. Mm. Or I know what you did last summer. I was like, I know what you did last summer is certainly a great exploration of psychological guilt. Mm. But when I was started studying this, I was like, it's also a good exploration of spiritual guilt. If that if that is Again, these are metaphors. These are symbols. It can't literally 
I don't know. We can't literally talk about these things. Mm. But I was like, given my gazelle lion relationship in my family system, mm-hmm. it makes sense that I would take that into my religious understanding. Mm-hmm. All of this father imagery, all this Old Testament stuff, all this mm. fire and brimstone, all that sort of stuff. And I like that something goes like, let's work with that. Let's not deny it. Let's say like, you are afraid and I'm I'm going to walk you gently back to reality. Mm-hmm. Your father is not a lion. God is not a lion. No one's waiting to devour you. Mm-hmm. In fact, you're already there. You just kind of need to gently and slowly wake up yeah, and realize that the whole thing I love the line in the course it says that all of duality is is a is a tiny mad idea at which the son of god which is us forgot not to laugh mm-hmm. meaning do this but why why are you take it so seriously it's 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 an illusion it's mm-hmm. it's a dance or it's a play and you don't have to be so serious about it why so wait serious? say that again the I've never god, quoted that to you no what, what is this from into the mind, it's a course, a miracle. Uh, oh, okay. Into the mind of God yeah. crept a tiny mad idea. Yes, you've told me that part. And that is the idea that I could be separate from God. Yes. And then from that idea, which was harmless, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a sin. It's, it's, it's not just, a bad thing. It's just an error. It's just, or, or it's not even an error. It's, it's just sort of like a, a what if. Yeah. And that spawned the whole universe. Uh-huh. Basically, that's the big bang. Uh-huh. Is an aspect of God went. What if I wasn't one mm. and it went, but then carrying and this is where the psychology comes in carrying into that creation myth mm. is a feeling of like i left it's it's the prodigal son mm. it is the prodigal son mm. it's also the garden of eden it's the same story yes it's i left my father's house now i'm with the pigs and i've squandered my inheritance yeah and the story is you got to go back but you don't want to go back you go back maybe i can be a servant and you go back and and the father says kill the fattened calf celebrate for what was lost is found my son has returned it's it's a great story yeah and that's that's the the i think that's but both what's the laugh part get to that was the oh. part i wanted to hear <laughs> Into the mind of God crept a tiny mad idea, the idea of separation, at which the Son of God, us, mm-hmm. forgot not to laugh. Forgot. Meaning, it's absurd. It's Forgot to laugh. Forgot not to laugh. It's just fancy kind of Bible language to say, we forgot, to, we forgot not to laugh. We forgot, we should have laughed. We right. had a crazy so idea we and we should have been like, no, we forgot to that's laugh. That's nuts. We forgot to laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like the last part of that. Um, <laughs> every, every other part. I, I don't, you know, it's not resonating with me right now that this is a tiny mad idea or that any part of that is uh, that well, this is, you know, but I understand like it helps to not think of it when I hear that. I'm like, well, this is just an error then. And that seems insane. How could that beautiful tree that I'm looking at right now and my response to it be some sort of error? But that's, but you did just explain it in a way that I can, I, you know, I, I can see, uh, where yeah. it's, it's not an error. It's just is like no, this a, is, a thing that happened. This but, is the, the nasty, but for, I also want to say Rupert would disagree. He would say, how could perfect love have a mad idea unless yeah. it was mad again, to which I would say, well, it's a metaphor. This is just a, a, sim, a series of symbols. It's not really about the literal interpretation of the story as much as it where does it take you mm. and where, what does it unlock in you that you can start moving things around and finding more peace and less fear. Mm. And, and for some reason 
this story does that for me. It, yeah. it, it pays out in that way. I, I will tease that the course would say, and I, this is my least favorite part too. Because mm. I look at trees. We This morning, we got up and looked at the sun. Dr. Andrew Huberman says, <laughs> look at the sun in the morning. Or like get some sun on you, not through a window. Yeah. So we went out and the sprinklers were on and it was misting and it was and the cold. the light was going through the trees and then on to the like it was mist. It was beautiful. So the Course would also say everything you're looking at is the Son of God. It's the same as you. It's all yeah. one. It's all one thing. So in some of the more far out things. It's like, you should be kind to objects. You should be mm -hmm. gentle mm -hmm. with objects. Mm -hmm. You should be grateful to your car. Mm -hmm. Don't just like kick the tires and bash it when it doesn't work and all this stuff. Be gentle, be kind, be respectful. A lot of the lessons are like looking at a rock and just acknowledging its divinity. Yeah. Because it is, it's, it's part of the split mind of God. Everything is, but it's part of the split mind of God. So it's precious, mm -hmm. but it would also say, and this is where it gets a little tricky, mm -hmm. that tree is going to die. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's temporary. Mm -hmm. That's part of the, you know, we sort of shut that out of our minds. It's also in a killer be killed system. Nature, mm -hmm. even though it's beautiful, is incredibly kill or be killed. Mm -hmm. And we do just sort of compartmentalize that and not think about it. Mm -hmm. So it's decaying and dying and impermanent, mm -hmm. which is a huge tragedy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or at least can make you feel sort of weird. And also it is sucking water out of the soil, stealing it from other trees. Again, mm -hmm. this isn't my favorite trip. Yeah, I'm just saying it, it's saying, yes, it's beautiful, but also look, you don't even know, I guess to my brief cursory understanding of it, it would say, you don't even know, you think you've made a heaven out of your reality, but you don't know what heaven is. You don't know what joy is. You don't know what mm. peace is. You're just doing the best you can mm. and seeing it in a, in a specific way. Yeah, that's so interesting because there is parts of that that really do... Um, go with Buddhism, like Buddhism is also like everything is, I was kind of telling you this yesterday and I, ba I barely understand it because that's one of the things like for, for the most part, I would say my spiritual practice is Buddhism. Like that's where, what, what all my teachers are. Yeah. Um, but the way that Buddhism uses the, the word mind sometimes is, doesn't work for me like as that word, but but they would say mind is everything. It's not just the humans that have minds and the animals or the even the plants. It's like everything in life is imbued with mind and mind is this sacred, holy awareness. And there is no separation. That's the oneness mm -hmm. between like it's all happening in my awareness and it all is awareness. And it's your awareness that gives it its reality. And that is what makes it sacred and holy. So that seems really similar to, to the course. And of course, it's like what you said about like staring at a rock and noticing its divinity. That is mindfulness. It's yeah. being completely present with whatever you are being with. And in that becomes you're making it holy by, by being that it's like Tara Brock tells a great story about, and I think I've, we've shared it on the podcast about how she gave her son an ant farm when he was younger mm -hmm. and he would spend like hours just watching these ants building their society. And then he went to school one day and saw kids just like killing ants, like stomping on a bunch of ants. And he like, couldn't 
believe that they would do that. And she explained, um, when you give your attention to something, it begins, you get, you see it really clearly. And I bet I said this last time, Wilson de Volleyball. Yeah, Wilson de Volleyball. Yeah, exactly. So, so that does become holy. I think the difference, it would seem like what the, the difference is there and what you were explaining is in Buddhism, the, the Dharma teaches that you can fall in love with impermanence. You can love the nature of impermanence that everything dies. You can get to a point where you see the beauty in it. Our judgment that that is bad or a problem is is where the issue lies. It's not the impermanence itself. That's interesting. I never even considered that it is a judgment. That would be a question I would ask. Yeah, my uh, course teachers, if they were alive, <laughs> but I, there are course teachers that are that, that there is a judgment inherent in like this is wrong, this is an error, and di- the fact that it dies, or the fact that, and Buddhism would also say like, yeah, the fact that this plant feeds off of the soil and takes its nutrients, that's that's interconnectedness, and there's nothing more holy than that. I agree, but Buddhists are always the pe- are also the people that will hop a cemetery wall and sit with the corpses. And meditate for days, mm-hmm. meaning I have used some of these ideas as a way around the nastiness. Mm. I think I told you that when I smoked 5-MeO, one of the people in our group had a really bad kind of like a crucifixion experience. Yeah. And I was like, I have nowhere to file this except fear. Like this just yeah. scares me. Yeah. And the course goes like, no. The ego is vicious. The ego believes it's kill or be killed. The whole world is attack and you have to attack it. And not only that, but God wants to attack you. So you have mm. to attack him first. Mm. And when I now when I think about that trip, I'm like, I'm not saying this, that this is what it is. I yeah. go, oh, I get it. And I have a little bit more of a framework for like war mm. and megalomania yeah. and narcissism and, and uh What's selfishness, all of mm-hmm. these things. I'm like, right, because people are scared. And the course goes, scared people can be vicious. And yeah. I was like, oh, not only can we be vicious, we also think we deserve to be punished. Mm-hmm. The course would say that's that's a big part of uh, regular, meaning non-course Christianity. I get, course isn't Christian, but I'm just saying. Yeah, Jesus, they use some But the bi- biblical Christianity is that like, it's all about specialness. Mm-hmm. God chooses you, God saves you, or, or even God judges you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was it? What was I going to say? Um, uh, the ego can be vicious and the... Um, oh, and also that and you the... you want to be punished. Like you, mm-hmm. you there's oh, a yeah, part of you that wants to, to get caught and thinks you deserve it and all. And yeah, I think, I think Buddhism would probably, the perspective of Buddhism would be like you you you're so lost in your separateness that your your thinking mind does want to be punished because then there is a you to be punished. That's exactly what the course is. So yeah. I could I could see that. I I I don't know. It wouldn't really th- that I have heard and I'm sure I I am not an expert in the dharma. I'm still really really learning that or and the there's Greg. There's like a, there is a lot to learn there, but I I haven't yet come across anything that is equivalent to that. Like you, 
you know, you have this inherent guilt. The only thing I've come across is Tara Brock talking about the evolutionary cause of guilt, Mm. that we needed guilt and shame to keep us a part of the pack um, for survival. So that was, that's more of like a psychological thing. But, you know, really it all comes down to, it seems like the course really has this whole story and metaphor and worldview and the Dharma does too. And it's, it's slightly different, Mm -hmm. but the practices are really similar. Mm -hmm. So like, even though the philosophy behind it is different, the practices are really similar. And this might not be true of the course, or it might be true for some people who are really into the course and some others want the story, but you don't need to have the story in either case That's for the benefits of the practice to come into place. And that is where like, I just love to like, for me, it feels good to take like all of this theory and we're just like in our language centers and in our brains and like pull it down into this What's it doing moment now? and into our bodies to integrate and it really is so simple. And I just heard it described this way yesterday, the practice of mindfulness, and I think you'll relate to this in the course, is getting stuck in your patterns, noticing when you're stuck in your patterns, and making a different choice again and again That's and again exactly and again. exactly the course. I it know. It says choose again. The, I believe the last chapter of the text is called choose again. Choose again. And the whole point... In the lesson yesterday, I was mentioning like, it's not even to stop your anger or your judgment or your whatever it is. Yeah. It's just, even just asking for help mm. is a little ping mm. on your sonar that goes, I'm acknowledging that there is another way, even if I don't take it. That's right. That's so Buddhist. Yeah. That's really, Trey Buddhist. Buddhist. It is. And that's why like the meditation practice is focus on your breath. When you notice you're lost in thought, your regular patterns, choose another way. you choose to go back to your breath yeah. again and again and yeah. again. And then that, that happens in bigger off the cushion, bigger ways where you're like, when I notice I'm about to judge this person or react, I remember that I have a choice. Yes. And the Joanna Macy, who is this person I discovered yesterday and I'm like so excited about, she's a brilliant Dharma teacher. She was like, you, it's it's all about remembering that you can choose which version of reality you're going to get behind. Mm. And that element of choice, I would say the two main things I forget when I'm suffering is that I have a choice, that I don't have to just succumb to whatever emotion or mind state is befalling me. That's right. That I have a choice. And that I belong here, that I am part of this. This is the this is a course in miracles summarized. In fact, Ken Wapnick would say the only choice, uh, the only freedom, the only true freedom in the dream reality mm-hmm. is your freedom to choose. Mm-hmm. He's like that's the only mechanism that matters. Mm-hmm. He also says, just to go back to what you were saying, that Jesus in the text doesn't ask for perfect metaphysicians of the course that can explain it and defend it and all that sort of stuff. It's just get, that's why I love my story about Bon Bellini and going like, 
oh, right. I just caught myself mm-hmm. wanting to be a victim and wanting to have attack thoughts and wanting to justify my innocence by someone else's guilt. And that is the benefit. Yeah. And I don't know why I need like the Listerine. I say that with love, but the yeah. Listerine of spiritual practices. Yeah. But, but, but for there's nothing some wrong with reason, that. I just needed more shock therapy. Yeah. And I even needed a, I'm going to say this with love, but a weirder story. Mm. Like Buddhism to me, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know why it's never called me. I love mm-hmm. David Nickturn. Mm-hmm. I love Jack Cornfield. I love Sharon. These are friends of ours. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I love them. Yeah. And for some reason, I just need someone to come and, and put a gun to my head. Mm-hmm. Like I really need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Intensity. Intensity. Mm-hmm. More intensity. <laughs> What's that from? It's from Lost in Translation. Oh, yeah. It's the only direction he gets during the photo shoot. More, more intensity. intensity. <laughs> and he's like, that's all he said? <laughs> It sounded like you said a lot more than that. More intensity. But like, this, this I love this conversation as, as always. I'm not yeah. trying to wrap it up. I'm just no. saying like, I, it doesn't, whatever increases peace decreases fear. Yeah. What, and whatever gets you noticing unconscious patterns and interrupting them and making you make another choice. So the decision maker is a big thing. It's not that phrase doesn't appear in the course, but the way that Ken teaches it is it's like, it comes down to the decision maker. Mm -hmm. And I finally found something in in one of his books that defines the decision maker. Mm -hmm. And it's the part of you that is witnessing your thoughts. So it's the witness. Yeah. And the witness, not necessarily, not just brain, not just like positive thinking, but the witness can go one way or the other. It can either choose Jesus or, or the Holy Spirit or mm. God or love as its teacher, or it can choose the ego or fear. And it's just that. Trey Buddhist. Trey Buddhist. Uh, uh, right. And that's why the observer in Buddhism is so, I mean, that's the whole thing is that you observe your thoughts and the freedom once you practice just observing your thoughts the freedom is that you realize that your choice is to either believe your thoughts or not to. That's, and it's that I it's could see peace simple. inside of this. Exactly. So today I'm going, oh, there's there's a scary image of my dad. There, I, you know, I could, I'd, I'd actually have to close my eyes. I can't recount it, which mm. is what's so interesting about your unconscious. But if you close your eyes and go, what am I stressed about? Mm. Weird violence, weird fear, weird panic, weird dread. Mm. And everyone that comes up, you just calmly say, I could see peace instead of this. Mm. I know as I'm saying that, that sounds like you're judging it, but you're really just reminding yourself that you have that choice. A choice. And so this is what I've been really interested in. And I know I've brought up on the podcast because it always comes up, but it came up in my uh, mindfulness group yesterday. <sighs> the dance and sometimes tension even between surrender and choice and how like both are required. So there is a surrender and that I guess probably in the course that would be the forgiveness, the like surrender to this is what the reality is. And in this, I'll put it in really practical terms. I'm feeling my like my heart is kind of closed 
and I don't, and I'm, I know how I usually feel at Christmas and how I want to feel at Christmas. And I'm, and, but like my heart is just a little bit more closed. Like I, I'm, I can feel that I'm in a moment Which of your therapist contraction. Is like, don't forget you just moved. And there's like a whole thing last yeah. night, by the way, all of my dreams were packing up things and moving them. I was like, how are we going to move the espresso maker? Like uh, it was yeah. just that. Yeah, we still just having moved. those dreams. We've had a lot of different, like some like really sad things happen in the last few months. Like there's been a lot of what life. Happened? I had a m- oh right, <laughs> sorry baby. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just, mean, we can talk about it, but we, it, but yes. this is we'll talk about it another time. I had a mer- that's um, your <laughs> that's your Bon Bellini. <laughs> I, I I I'm embarrassed. I don't want you to think I don't have that on the card. You know I'm not good with time. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you probably can put it together. I had a miscarriage when we first moved here, yeah. and it was my second one that I've had since we've been trying to have a, a kid. Uh, but this one was further along and really devastating as they as they are. Um, so. There's been, and we'll talk more about that later, but there, there has been a lot of life in the last four months. And so all of that is helpful to remember, but what usually happens, so I'm like, oh, I just feel like a little bit more down and a little less open to life. And Mm. like, my heart is closed and this is not how I want to feel. And I like, what's wrong with me that I feel this way. And, and it is helpful to have people be like, no, this is understandable. You feel this way. Okay. But I feel this way. So what am I going to do? The first step is to surrender to like, okay, I feel this way instead of resisting and spinning out of control about how I wish I felt different. And what am I missing Christmas and all these stories that aren't very helpful. Can I just surrender to the fact that I feel this way? This is how I feel. Yeah. And allow it. So and that's that was your the, like, experience last night. Where, yeah. So it's like, where do I feel this in my body, and can I be with it? And I've been doing that for the last several weeks. It feels like, but then really today, I just it's it it's like I can feel it recreating every morning, where I wake up, I feel you know when you're sleepy, you haven't you haven't yet had time to evaluate how you feel. And that's actually kind of peaceful (laughs) for people like us who are always evaluating how we feel. And it's like, you're fresh in the morning. And then I feel that I pick up my bags of like, oh, right. I'm in this phase where I'm feeling kind of low and I'm not feeling how I usually want to feel. And my heart feels closed and I'm looking at the beautiful view and I'm just not feeling it as much as I usually feel it. And like, I'm picking up all the briefcases of the day. So then, of course, I'm perpetuating that reality. Mm. So there comes a point, and the only thing I can think of uh, for when to do this, when to go from surrender to choice, is that it is a practice and attunement. Like your your equipment will know when it's time. Mm. You just have to trust that it will know. Mm. When have I gone from allowing this to be how it is to ruminating about now I'm just creating more and more and more of this. Um, and that is when, and I just had it this morning where I was like, okay, we've allowed this and it still is allowed, but 
I'm introducing choice into this. I know the things that will change my energy and make me feel better. I'm going to actively do those now. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's enough of it. And the other really great example makes, um, that helps me with this is if you have a child or know a toddler, (laughs) you can benefit from this too. Leela will, let's say we have a great day where like we get ice cream and we go to the park and we go see Christmas trees and we have a great day. And then we pass a toy on our way to the car and she wants that toy. And we, we say, no, she is going to cry and melt down about wanting that toy. And if I go straight to, but which I do often, but you had ice cream and you had, we went to the park and you had like the best day. Can't you just think about that? That doesn't feel right to her because that's bypassing Mm. the emotion that she needs to let out about grieving sort of this greater truth in life, which is you sometimes don't get what you want (laughs) and that causes suffering. So if I go straight to that, it doesn't feel right. But if I, so I'll let her when I can remember this, we let her cry. Yeah, you really want that toy. And mama said, no, oh, you're so sad. And let that go for as long as it needs to. And then there's just a moment and you've, I'm certain have noticed this too, where she is done crying, but then she'll kind of go like, ah, I'm still sad about that toy. Like and it's like, reheats it. yeah. And you're like, okay, now you've crossed over into ruminating and creating this. Uh, like you are per- now perpetuating that. So I'm going to help you out of it. What things did we get today? Mm. What can we be happy? So this is just a long winded way of, of saying like there, there is sort of this, attunement to knowing when to surrender and when to have choice. And then there is the surrender comes back around because like, so now I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to go to a dance class. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to go for a walk outside. I'm going to do all these things that will make me feel better. And I have to surrender the outcome. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, but I'm back to surrendering that. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but I loved it. I'm like, <laughs> whenever you do that, I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I just I don't have anything to add. <clears throat> well, I think it's beautiful. Although I, I, I guess I had one thing to add, which is that ruminating 28. I know. But no, I'm saying that's our anniversary. <laughs> I I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The course that was me not knowing. JK. <laughs> A Course in Miracles would say that we create these little these things to ruminate on to keep us from the truth that there is only one problem and only one choice, mm. which is you chose the wrong teacher. Mm. You, your decision maker went the wrong way. Mm. So I notice that I tend to keep a problem on a little altar or a seat in mm. my consciousness. And when I solve one mm. and it goes away, I, I pretty quickly find another one to just sit there so I can always go back and go like, there's a problem for yeah. me to fix. And it, that's that's another big Course in Miracles thing is like, you're really scared of letting go of your guilt and your fear because you think you'll vanish. Yeah. It's very, I've heard Rupert say that too. It's like the moth is attracted to the flame. And what's really difficult is the last step is the moth has to go into the flame and let itself be burnt up. And you're yeah. like, yikes. 
That's so interesting because I have like there's always a constant problem and because we actually do at this stage in our life are like blessed to have the best life ever. Mm. Um, it, uh, because there's very rarely like an, a real external problem for me, the constant problem is I don't feel how I want to feel. Yeah. And that is that belief that I just carry with me all the time is the thing that's keeping me from feeling how I want to feel. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Byron Katie calls that the thought that kicks you out of heaven. Yeah. is like, I could use a glass of water right now. Yeah. And I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. but tricky. You also yeah. sometimes need water. Okay. I am, we're out it. of time. Oh, you're yeah. going to do a poem? Should I? Uh, yeah. Do we have time? It's what? 45 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just, uh, go for it. Go for it. I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm clearly looking. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm clearly looking. Well, I'm getting the music ready. Okay, great. Oh, it's already queued up from last time. Okay, let's see what this one says. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, It's so funny. Okay, I'll tell you off mic. This is called Can You Imagine by, of course, none other than Mary Oliver. For example, what the trees do, not only in lightning storms or the watery dark of the summer night or under the white nets of winter, but now and now and now, whenever we're not looking. Surely you can't imagine they just stand there looking the way they look when we're looking. Surely you can't imagine that they don't dance from the root up, wishing to travel a little, not cramped so much as wanting a better view or more sun or just as avidly more shade. Surely you can't imagine they just stand there loving every minute of it. The birds or the emptiness, the dark rings of the years slowly and without a sound thickening and nothing different unless the wind and then only in its own mood comes to visit surely you can't imagine patience and happiness like that wow good one mary she's so good at writing (laughs) (laughs) hilarious thank you val as always i feel so much better after our little coffee date me too would you All right, babies, keep it crispy.